This episode is supported by Active Skin Repair. Active Skin Repair is a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. I just randomly... Vinny was having a toe skin irritation issue and he ended up having this like skin that was really irritating him and it was getting kind of like icky and you know like when kids start to get like little scabs and scratches and then they want to pick at it and it was getting worse and so active skin repair showed up on my doorstep as a result of the sponsorship and I got to put it to use immediately and I got the ointment formula or the like ointment formulation and then also the spray and the spray was perfect so Vinny does not like ointmenty creamy lotiony things on his body but I was able to get out the spray literally took it out of the packaging the day it arrived put it on his toe before he went to bed and the next morning he was like mom my toe's all better it was literally like this super amazing cure that helped his toes so quickly so you can use active skin repair on a wide range of skin issues including cuts scrapes burns sunburns rashes other types of skin damage it's totally safe non-toxic suitable on all types of skin even parts of the body where you might have rosacea or eczema or have acne prone skin this is also safe for the young members of your family up to the oldest. So now you have one simple solution for your family's skin health needs. With over 500,000 happy customers and thousands of five-star reviews and super safe and clean ingredients, active skin repair is something that you want to have on hand for your family. So to get your own active skin repair, go to activeskinrepair.com to learn more about active skin repair and get 20% off your order when you use the code shameless. That's activeskinrepair.com. Use the code shameless for 20% off your order. Activeskinrepair.com, code shameless. This is the Shameless Mom Academy episode 192. Show notes for this episode can be found by going to shamelessmom.com and clicking on episode 192. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean, and I'm here to give you and other passionate, dedicated moms the tools you need to bridge the gap between motherhood and living the life of your dreams. I'm also here to help you be a little more shameless every day, because if you aren't building a life you're extraordinarily proud of, what kind of legacy are you building? So let's dive in. Hello, Shameless Moms. Last episode of 2017. I feel some pressure here to make this really, really magical. (laughs) So if you are listening in live time, it is two days after Christmas. So I hope that you're having a lovely holiday week. If you're not listening in live time, I hope that you are maybe back to normal because I love, love, love the holidays. And then I also love, love, love getting back to normal afterwards. So I hope that however your holidays went off. I hope that they went off without without a hitch and with a lot of love and merriment and joy and peace and all those great things. And I am getting excited for starting a new year. So I'm not super into New Year's resolutions, but I love the idea of renewal and reassessment and those kinds of things and those kinds of themes. So we'll be talking a little bit about that next week on Monday, because we will have a brand new episode on Monday, January 1st to kick off the new year. But today, I want to look back a little bit and talk about the most powerful changes I made in 2017. So there were three things I did in 2017 that I think really helped me continue to shape, mold, define the direction I want to go, the way I want to be living, just how I want things in my life to be evolving right now. That's not to say that these things can't change because they certainly can. Like things are just constantly shifting and in flux and I have always been someone, and this is one of my struggles in motherhood, I've always been someone who likes things to be super predictable. And I like things to like establish a pattern and then be that way forever. And what I realized with motherhood is that things are 
certain ways for just a certain amount of time and then they shift and they grow and they evolve. And so like nothing stays the same, which made me a little crazy the first couple of years. I was like, I just want to know what's going to happen like every single day at two o'clock when I have a child. But it turns out having a child who's two months old at two o'clock in the afternoon is a lot different than a child who's four years old at two o'clock in the afternoon. So yeah, I've had to do a lot of adapting. So here are three of the most powerful changes that I made in 2017. The first one is I started owning my wins in a more powerful and positive way. And a lot of this actually relates to what I'm going to say in number three. In number three, I'm going to talk about words. And in reference to number one here, starting owning my wins in a more powerful and positive way, I started talking about my accomplishments using different kinds of words and kind of reframing them in my head. And this actually, I have to give some credit to a mentor of mine a few years ago. I had to give a talk and I was really, really nervous about this talk. I was going to be on stage in front of hundreds of people, which was a new experience for me. And I was really excited about it, but I also wanted to make sure that what I shared and how I shared it was really powerful for the audience. So I sat down with a life coach and asked her to just kind of help me through what I wanted to talk about and kind of help me organize it a little bit. And she started kind of pushing me on why I was really nervous about this. And I said, well, I mean, I talk to groups of people all the time, but like, I'm not really a speaker. And she's like, literally, Sarah, the only difference between you being a speaker and like between thinking you're a speaker and not thinking that you're a speaker is just calling yourself one. So she's like, what I want you to do is go home on your email. I want you to go ahead and in your email signature, put Sarah Dean and then put your professional roles. And at the time I had like Sarah Dean personal trainer and like my email address or something or my website or my email signature line. So I went home and I put Sarah Dean fitness professional writer speaker. And I was like, Oh, like that's all you have to do. You just say that you're a thing and then you're that thing right now. I know it's not as easy as like, I can just say I'm a lawyer and then I'm a lawyer. Like, no, it doesn't work for everything, but there are certain ways that you can elevate your status in your own head just by like calling yourself something different. So even me going from personal trainer to fitness professional was really powerful because personal trainer, that sounds like someone who works from like, you know, I have a client at nine o'clock, a client at 10 o'clock, a client at 11 o'clock. Then I go to lunch. Then I have a client at two o'clock, a client at three o'clock. That's not the same as like owning a gym with hundreds of members, running transformation programs, people come from all over the city to participate in, having been in the industry for like many years, coaching other people in the industry. What I was doing in fitness was much more than just being a personal trainer because I had taken this big leap to become a business owner and an entrepreneurial personal trainer. So I was a fitness professional because I ran my own fitness business. That's a lot different than just being a personal trainer. There's nothing wrong with just being a personal trainer. There's nothing wrong with really embracing that. But it did not for me really explain and accurately describe what I did. So I changed it from personal trainer to fitness professional, which definitely is a bit of a step up because it incorporates many other tasks and abilities. And then I added writer and speaker. At the time, I had done a ton of writing. I had a blog. I had multiple online products that people could buy and eBooks. So I was a writer. I had written some chapters And then speaker, because I was actually speaking to groups of people all the time. It might've been a lot of stuff at my own gym, speaking to people at my own gym and giving presentations and workshops at my own gym. But still that's getting up and standing in front of a group and doing public speaking. And I was also doing this in other ways as well with other small business groups. And so putting that on there was not dishonest. It was just me embracing what I was already doing. And that really allowed me to see it in a different way where I could start saying like, oh, okay. So now that I'm like labeling myself as a speaker, I have a lot more confidence actually getting on a stage in front of multiple hundreds of people. 
This episode is supported by Mysteries About True Histories, a podcast for your kiddos. So from the creators of the hit podcast, Who Smarted, and Netflix's Brainchild comes the adventurous world of mysteries about true histories, affectionately known as math. Every episode follows Max and Molly, who have just been recruited into a secret order of problem solvers on an adventure through time packed with puzzles, hidden equations, history, and laughs, making learning cool. This podcast is perfect for ages six and up, and new episodes drop every Thursday, each stacked with so much laughter that your kiddos won't even realize how much they're learning. I love a show where, as a parent, you're like, hey, let's listen or watch this or whatever, and your kids are thinking they're like getting extra device time or what have you, and you're like, they're learning right now. So it feels like such a big win. So I want you to go check out Mysteries About True Histories wherever you listen to podcasts. You can tune into Mysteries About True Histories with your kids. You can follow and listen on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts, wherever you're listening to this podcast. So go check out Mysteries About True Histories to listen in and have some fun with your kid while they learn today. This episode is supported by AquaTrue. Having clean, safe water is the last thing you wanna worry about, but unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four, yes, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants in their tap water. So that's why you gotta check out AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers have a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process, and their countertop purifiers, which is what we have, take no installation or plumbing, and they remove 50 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters, and they're specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAS, which can lead to potentially adverse health effects like cancer, endocrine system disruption, and liver toxicity, which is part of what makes AquaTrue so special, unique, and important in terms of how they are able to filter water. They also have water purifiers to fit every type of home. So like the installation-free countertop purifier that we have at our house to higher capacity under sink options. They even have Wi-Fi connected purifiers and mineral boost options. So I'm so excited about our new AquaTrue. And here's the thing. I swear it's like a gentle reminder to actually drink more water every time you walk into your kitchen. So we are drinking more water now and also more clean water. So more water that is more clean. It feels like a double win. I'm feeling pretty impressed with us. I feel like sink water, tap water becomes invisible at a certain point. And when I see the purifier on my counter, it's like many time a day reminder to like, keep drinking, keep drinking. So I want you to check out AquaTrue for yourself and for your family. AquaTrue comes with a 30 day money back guarantee and that makes it a great gift as well. Today, my listeners, can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use the code SHAMELESS, S-H-A-M-E-L-E-S-S, AquaTrue.com code SHAMELESS. So in 2017, I've really started looking at my wins and identifying them in ways that can help me continue to advance in the same direction. So when people talk to me about my podcast, I say, yes, I have a podcast called the Shameless Mom Academy. We've been featured in five categories of iTunes, new and noteworthy for almost two years. And we are approaching 400,000 downloads this month. I've had, you know, 200 episodes, X amount of guests. So I kind of have like this bullet list of accomplishments within the podcast, which makes me sound 
look and feel much more legitimate as a podcaster. So now when I go to submit an application to speak at a podcasting event, I'm not thinking like, well, I don't know, I just have this little podcast. It's just this little thing that I kind of do on the side because that is minimizing what I actually do. So I've been conscientious of like really making like a bullet point list of what are my accomplishments related to the podcast and then looking at how can I use those accomplishments to help get me on bigger stages, get me with bigger audiences, help more people get more name recognition so that the show can continue to grow. Cause that's really, really important to me that I can continue to serve more and more moms. Same thing with my gym. I've started putting a lot more bullet points with my accomplishments with the gym and my endeavors with the gym again, so that I can position myself in the market locally as someone who has accomplished certain things, because that will help me serve more people in my local market as well. You can also look at this in terms of how you are like capitalizing on your habits as a mom to maybe get yourself back into the workforce. So maybe you're in the next year thinking like, I need to change positions or I need to go back to work or I need to, you know, go on a new venture professionally. How have some of the things that you do as a mom been able to impact what you want to do professionally? So starting to own your wins as a mom, if you're running a household of five people, there's a lot that you're doing from a management organizational standpoint on a very regular basis. There's probably a lot of conflict negotiation that you're doing on a very regular basis. There's probably a lot of communication tasking and and skills that you're doing on a very regular basis. All things that would highly contribute to a new job, a new role, going back into the workplace. So really looking at wins and accomplishments and labeling them and owning them and sharing them in the places where it's appropriate, like not just for the sake of grandstanding and bragging, that can be a really powerful mental shift for yourself. And then that can also really create a space for you to take a professional leap and feel really positive and excited about taking that professional leap because you know that you're coming from a place where you have been able to own some of your past behavior, some of your past wins, some of your past accomplishments. So number two, the second most powerful change I made in 2017, I presented myself as who I wanted to be instead of feeling limited by who I currently was. So this is a scary one. I started applying for things and reaching for things that I didn't feel qualified for. So I just told you how I started like changing words and verbiage and how I present myself based on wins and really owning my wins so that I could take powerful leaps. So this second piece of this is taking those leaps. So for example, I recently applied to speak at this big event in London next year. That was super scary. There's definitely a part of me that feels like, Am I qualified to do that? But when I look at it, when I really look at it, I know 100% I am qualified to be on that stage, even though it feels a little bit scary. So I started presenting myself as who I want to be instead of feeling limited by who I have been in the past. So I told you that in the past, you know, when I had to speak in front of a few hundred people, I was super nervous. I hired someone and said like, oh my gosh, like, how do you help me organize this? How do I like stand up there and pretend I'm confident? The difference is now I'm sending out videos, pitching myself saying like, I am totally confident to stand on your stage in front of hundreds of people in a foreign country and say my piece. I'm totally confident that I have exactly what it takes to do that. I am presenting myself as who I want to be. That doesn't mean there aren't moments of self-doubt as I am preparing to do these things. That doesn't mean that there aren't moments where I'm like, can I really do this? Who do I think I am? But I'm not going to let those moments of self-doubt stop me because if I let those moments of self-doubt stop me, then I won't actually ever get what I really want. And I want some really big things in the next year. And so in order to get the things that I really want, I'm going to present myself as who I want to be. I'm going to act as if I'm already there. 
So I'm being really very conscientious of the things I'm applying for, the things I'm signing up for. I've applied to speak at a couple different events this year that are really important to me. I'm getting ready to position myself to a couple more events related to leading podcasters and leading people in the podcast space, not just working with moms or working with entrepreneurs, which is where I've traditionally pitched myself, where I would love to be working more with people starting out on their podcast journey. So I'm looking to pitch myself as someone who helps other podcasters, looking at framing myself that way. So start presenting yourself as who you want to be rather than feeling limited by who you currently are. So going back to this piece of maybe you're someone who wants to shift something in the workplace or maybe go from being at home with kids back into the workplace. Stop looking at yourself and thinking, well, I'm just a stay-at-home mom, so how am I going to get from stay-at-home mom to CEO, or how am I going to get from stay-at-home mom to VP, or how am I going to get from stay-at-home mom to this dream position, and instead start acting as if you already have that position. Like, if you already had that position, how would you be talking to other people? How would you confidently would you be standing in a conversation? How would you be shaking someone's hand? How would you be sending an email to someone? How would you be dressing This is a big one for me because I love to be in my sweats, but I've actually started dressing more professionally. When I go to conferences, it used to be like, I love going to conferences. I can just wear my yoga pants because I was usually at fitness conferences. Now I go to entrepreneurial conferences and business building conferences. And for a long time, I still wore my yoga pants. Like it's just a conference. I'm just sitting here learning. Why do I need to be dressed up? But here's the thing. If I want to be on the stages at those conferences, I need to be wearing the clothes that make me look like a serious businesswoman. So I'm not like dressing in a three-piece suit to go to a conference but I'm dressing the part of someone who could be on stage at a conference. So I'm putting on the heels. I'm wearing the nice pants, wearing a sweater. I might even be like putting on some makeup and doing my hair, not my comfort zone, not how I want to just be like cozying up in the back of the room, blending into the crowd. Instead, I'm putting myself in that environment as someone who has high integrity, high motivation, high momentum to be doing the things that I want to do. To wrap up the second component, let's just go back and talk about handshakes for a minute. So I just mentioned handshakes and one of my biggest pet peeves is a bad handshake. And I feel like women do this way more often than men. When anyone introduces themselves to you, extend your hand, make eye contact and firmly shake their hand. This episode is supported by a podcast I want to share with you called Understood Explains. So this show is about navigating ADHD, dyslexia, and other learning and thinking differences, which can be so confusing. And so every uh, season of the show is around a different theme. So there's a season on special education, there's a season on ADHD diagnosis for adults, and the current season is all about IEPs. I love this podcast because the episodes are 10 to 15 minutes long. So if you are short on time or short on focus, you can take this content in super quickly, easily. It's very digestible. And the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Utube. So Juliana talks all about how to navigate educational plans, IEPs. She talks about the differences between IEPs and 504 plans. She really breaks things down in a really clear and simple way so that you have some of those questions that you might be thinking around, like, does this pertain to my child? Is this something I need to be looking into? Like, where do we go from here? Where do I go if I have questions? Juliana has you covered. She explains so many different things and so many different little pieces and nuance of IEPs and special education and different things on Understood Explained. So I want you to go check it out wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can go listen to Understood Explains. Just go into your podcast app, do a search for Understood Explains, and it will pop right up. Click on it, pick your episode, and get the answers that you've been looking for and the support that you need around different learning differences and differences in school. I'm Margaret. And I'm Amy. And together we host the podcast, What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. Margaret, I would say you're sort of a where are my keys kind of mom. 
correct. Sometimes I'll wear my kids kind of mom. <laughs> well, you're Amy more of a, we were supposed to leave 35 seconds ago, mom. I mean, touche. In each episode of What Fresh Hell, we come at a topic from our usually completely opposite perspectives. I bring the research. And I bring kind of the gimlet eye. Like, is that research really going to work, people? And almost 10 million downloads later, we're still laughing. We also talk to experts in the parenting field, plus parents with stories we can all learn from. We make each other laugh, we challenge each other's assumptions, and we have what we think is the best parenting community on the internet. Check out What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood wherever you listen to podcasts. So first of all, a lot of times women don't do this. We don't reach for other people's hands. We just say hi. And it's kind of like awkward. So if I'm not going to shake someone's hand, I'm giving them a hug. It's like one or the other. Most of the time for me, it's a hug if it's someone I've met before. But if it's not, then it's a handshake. And it's a very firm handshake with like looking at them in the eyes, shaking their hand like I own that handshake. I don't own it in the Donald Trump way where I like pull them into my physical space and make them like creeped out by my poor personal boundaries. But I do shake someone's hand very confidently. It's not a weak, limp hand. It's not a half of a hand. It's not a fish hand. It's not like when I'm looking down at the ground. It is a, hey, nice to meet you. I've heard these things about you. Try to be as specific as possible. Always making eye contact, always being firm and acting like I am in charge of this handshake. I am in charge of this physical interaction because I want to be perceived as the person who is in charge. This isn't just for a power play, but I mean, like this might be a little bit slightly different if it's like someone at my kid's school, like another mom, but in a business situation, I for sure always want it to be perceived as like super confident. I'm an authority in my place, in my profession, and I will act accordingly. But even when it's with another mom, I want to be perceived as like a strong, confident woman who like has my wits about me. And so I make eye contact. I smile. I say hi. I like try to make some point of a connection in our communication. So I might say like, oh, hey, like I'm Vinny's mom or your son is so-and-so. Vinny loves him or whatever, like make some sort of random connection to make the conversation flow. But that handshake is really important. So again, presenting is who you want to be. There's plenty of times where I'm meeting people and I'm terrified. I mean, I make myself go up and introduce myself to people who are extremely inspirational to me, who I've followed for many years, who like, I basically want to just start crying when I meet them because I'm so inspired. I make myself reach out, shake hands, make eye contact, like do that very confidently because that's who I want to be seen as by that person. So super, super important. Just that little interaction makes a big difference. And then number three, I started paying more attention to my words and how they empower or disempower me my relationships, other women and moms. So I've gotten way more clear and conscientious on word choice, especially as it relates to women, especially as it relates to apologizing. I don't apologize for something if I haven't done something, unless I've done something that really has hurt someone. I don't apologize like for accidentally stepping in front of someone. I say, excuse me. I don't apologize when I'm a couple minutes late. I say, thank you for your patience. I don't apologize if I send something to the wrong person in email. I say, thanks for understanding. So I try to lead with gratitude rather than an apology because every time women apologize for things that haven't actually hurt someone where an apology is not necessary, we minimize ourselves and we shrink a little bit. So I've been very conscientious of apologizing. I've also tried to be really conscientious of the words that I use around Vinny. So when he says, I can't do something, I say, no, we don't say I can't. We say, I will try. And it's totally fine if we try something and it doesn't work but we always try before we say we can't. So like right now we are having this epic battle of Velcro shoes where he always thinks he cannot get his Velcro shoes on because he thinks that he can't get the straps tight enough. So every day I say, no, you put them on and you try. If it doesn't work, I'll help you. 
And I swear to God, I'm like pulling my hair out over these damn Velcro shoes. <laughs> so then I got him some Velcro boots thinking that they would be better because his feet wouldn't slip as much because that's always the issue. Oh no, that's still a problem. So if anyone has a magical shoe solution, dear Lord, please help me. I would take any suggestions. <laughs> please email me at info at shamelessmom.com. But I'm also really aware of things I post on social media, the word choices that I use, things I even talk about. You may have noticed I talk a lot less about alcohol than I used to because I don't think that we need to be putting as much emphasis on quote unquote mommy juice and drinking as a coping mechanism now that it's become like rampant and every single mommy blogger talks about it. And that's not to say that I was like any more justified in talking about it a year ago, but I just have seen like my views have shifted on that. My perspective has shifted on that. That's not to say I don't love a glass of wine. I still do, but I'm also not talking about it and taking pictures of myself drinking all the time because I think that I've seen the culture around it shifting to a place that I don't think is as safe for women anymore. So I'm just really conscientious about what I choose to put out there and conscientious of how my words, again, empower other women or disempower other women or how my words empower my relationships or how they disempower my relationships. So really paying attention to word choice. Another area that I've been using this in is just my choice of words around women and like the use of, hey guys, and hey girls, and like using the use of the word girl, I actually really like saying like, get it girl, good job girl. But if you look at a lot of conversation around feminism, a lot of people find that really minimizing. So I've been kind of looking at that. Also, I'm totally guilty of like, hey guys, come on guys, let's go guys, to a group of women. And I'm also looking at that. I'm not saying I've stopped doing that, but I'm just conscientious of my conversation around that and how it might be impactful again to empowering others or disempowering others. So just start noticing maybe your word choices around your kids because your kids learn from your words and the words that you choose to use. So being conscientious of your words around the house as well. The words that you use in front of your kids impact your kids' perception of you and impact the words and choices that they are going to use for themselves. If mommy is always standing in front of the mirror talking about having a fat day, you can bet your bottom dollar your little girl is going to be standing in front of that mirror sooner than later talking about having a fat day. So those kinds of things I think are really, really crucial to consider before we do damage. So those are the three things, starting owning my wins in a more positive and powerful way, presenting myself as who I want to be instead of feeling limited by who I currently am, and starting to pay more attention to my words and how they empower or disempower other people, including myself. So last episode of 2017, thank you so much for spending time with me this year. I really appreciate it. Remember, we do have in 2018, like the biggest thing I'm most excited about right now is I will be doing a new round of the Shameless Mom Momentum Mastermind, and that will be coming up in January. So if you want to get information and join us for the Shameless Mom Momentum Mastermind, please do email me at info at shamelessmom.com. And I will get information out to you as soon as I have it. This will be a multi-week program where we will meet together virtually via Zoom video conference call as a group of moms. And we'll be talking about goal setting. Your goals can be related to your health, wellness, to your professional goals, to just getting more organized in your life, to setting a morning routine, like whatever you want to work on to make 2018 the best year for you. That's what you can work on. So there's no limitations to what your goals need to be about or around. And then we'll be meeting via Zoom video conference calling where we can all connect with each other, get to know each other, 
I will do a lot of education on those calls. And then there'll obviously be time to talk about goals and wins for the week. And then we will have our Facebook group where we will be able to connect on a daily basis and interact with each other there as well. So I've done this three times in 2017. It's been amazing. I can't wait to do it in 2018. So definitely shoot me an email at info at shamelessmom.com if you want to participate in that or just get more information on it. I'll be sending that information out shortly. And thank you for spending this year with me. It has been my honor. If this is your first time listening to the Shameless Mom Academy, know that we are here every Monday and Wednesday. I will be back on Monday on New Year's Day with a new episode, ready to kick off a new year. I cannot wait. Make sure you subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode by going to shamelessmom.com forward slash review and click on the subscribe button. While you're there, you can leave a review and rate the show. And until Monday, for your last few days of 2017, no matter what you do today and for the rest of this year, make sure you do it shamelessly. No one told us the truth about parenthood. Why? This is the podcast everyone needed before they had kids because now that those little ones are here, whew, there is a lot to unpack. I'm Rachel Shepardota, and I am your host for the podcast, No One Told Us, where we tell the truth about parenting and let you in on all the stuff you really should have known about before having kids. I am the founder of Hey Sleepy Baby, but this podcast is so much more than sleep. We'll be diving into all the topics that you really care about and need to know while you do your best job raising those adorable, tidy humans. Our goal is to just make you feel less alone and less overwhelmed. There are so many things that no one tells us before becoming a parent, and I think that we should really pull back the curtain on becoming a first-time or second-time mom or dad to share the good, the bad, and the ugly. We'll have a little education, a little fun, and a whole lot of heart that goes into each and every episode. So join me and our amazing guests each week to hear us talk about what no one told us.